Hi, one and all, and welcome back to Ensuing Confusion, your friendly actual play RPG podcast, where we're currently playing through Scum and Villainy in our heavily modified vast setting of land... Wait, Landbergs? Landbergs and Skyships. I was going to say Skybergs. <laughs> Guys, should we have called them Skybergs? No, wait, don't answer that yet. I have to introduce you first. Um, <laughs> I'm your I'm your uh, producer and game master, Connor Sheridan, uh, and joining me today, uh, I'm not even going to look at the Zoom because, like, who cares? Or I'll I'll, I'll purely uh, order this from my brain. Um, we'll start with Kitty this time. Kitty <laughs> playing Quell the Mystic. Hi, everybody. Uh, and then let's say. Um, Cleric playing Myriad the Muscle. I have a myriad of muscles. You do. They all work together and they form your muscular skeleton. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Assuming Confusion. Of the spooky version. <laughs> uh-huh. It's October when we're recording this. Probably also when we're posting this, so it works. Um, uh, I lost my spot. Um, right, right. Uh, Catherine, playing oh. Gadget the Mechanic. Oh, Connor, you're saying Landbergs, Skybergs. The Landbergs and Ensuing Confusion, there'll be Skybergs and Ensuing Confusion 2, the Electric Bugaloo. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. Skybergs. I love Skyberg lettuce. It's so crispy. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh, Tony playing Augustine the Speaker. Hi, all. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Good to be back. <laughs> Had a little break, and now I'm just, like, completely slap-happy and out of it and so ready to run a tabletop role-playing game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, our intrepid crew of the, of the Beluga is on Subita, the um the shifting desert sea home of our good pal gadget um you finished your your first job that brought you here initially and you're taking a little bit of downtime after you know finishing your successful catering maneuvers and uh we we got a little bit more insight into the relationship between myriad and quell last time um we we found out a little bit about Gadget's missing mentor. We saw the Beluga beginning to take shape as its own something, thanks to some you know uh, judicious uh, plant tending from Gadget. Uh, and um, yeah, that's about where we're at now. Uh, we're we're picking back up in downtime here, and I think. Everybody but Quell has a downtime action to get through because Quell had some serious. She kind of needed the R and R in many different ways, so we yeah. just went ahead and made sure she recovered last Quell time. Quell needed a spa day pretty seriously. Instead, what Quell got was meat jowls, but that's okay. That's all right. You know, she she makes do with what she's got, and what she had was meat jowls. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's the meat jowls that you meet meet with along the way that really make all the difference. Um, so I'll, I'll put it to you folks. Um, you have some some things of interest to check out, but uh, you also have some downtime stuff to spend. So who wants to take their their second downtime action now? And, and as a reminder, Quell, you can still spend credits one for one to do extra downtime actions if you want. Why are you trying so hard to part, make me part with my hard earned cash? Because then you could drop your shot in the shoulder to a level one harm, uh, which means you wouldn't have minus one D on things that involve that arm. But you don't have to do that at all. I'm just, I just wanted to make sure that you knew that was an option if you wanted it. I'll consider it. I'll consider. All right. But yes, yeah, so who needs to who needs to clear more stress? Who has projects they want to work on? Um, who has things they need to procure? Um, if you also have anything that you wanted to um, 
to do more in like free play first, you know, threads to follow up on, information to gather, then obviously we can do that now too. It doesn't have to be just all the prescribed downtime actions. All right. First order of business, the plant needs a name. Its name is Fred. Um, okay. Second order of business, what's a better pun? All systems grow or stem? Like, you know, science, technology, engineering, math, but but also stem because that's what plants have. <laughs> oh, no. I think the banner should say all systems grow for stem. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be my new long-term project. We're going to, Fred has got to go fast. <laughs> okay, what is the what is the aim of this long term project? Okay, shit. Okay, so we we already got Tech Rat the drone, all right? And uh-huh. we already we got got Fred on legs. Fred has to join us on all adventures from here on out. So, um but in his current container, he could get damaged. Let's go make sure that he can withstand all of our shenanigans. Let's Wait, we're take, still talking about the plant, right? We're still talking yeah, about the, the plant. The plants? <laughs> The plant can join us on adventures. The plant is growing out of the floorboards. Yeah, you didn't move it. Are you just going to cut part of the floorboards out and adhere it to your drone somehow so that it can travel around like a little robot? I think as we we outline scientifically in our... In, in, in the ensuing confusion mood board, which that's a great visual medium. Visual mediums are great for podcasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fred has to join us on our adventures. It makes sense, guys. Work with me here. Well, wouldn't the beluga be Fred? No, Tony, the beluga cannot fit in your pocket. You cannot name him Fred. You cannot introduce him to friends at parties. No. Well, sure we can. He's a party <laughs> crasher. <laughs> no, I feel like, haven't you guys seen those robot planters where they can actually move your plant into a better lighting situation for them? I feel like this is something that could be totally done. All right. All systems grow. Give Fred legs. That's a perfectly valid and sensible long-term project. Um, I'm not trying to yuck your yum here. I think this is a great option to further investigate. But like last time when you stud- when you communed with the balloon, mm-hmm. you kind of studied it using your machine whisperer. You got the feeling that like removing that sprout from the floorboards and putting it somewhere else would be like removing somebody's thumb and putting it on their, you know, <sighs> the center of their chest because oh, you like it you think it looks better there. Oh, oh. so you've heard of propagation. Well, this is antigation. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Well, no, 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 no. Now I understand what you need to do. You just need to expand your long-term project a little bit and give the beluga legs. Yeah, there you go. Oh, shit. I always realized that you were a woman of science. <laughs> Listen, you yes. don't need to worry. You don't need to worry about falling down as soon as you like get near the reverend assemblage if your skyship can just walk. Yeah. Well, that's when that's when it becomes the land ship. Yep. Oh, uh, it's going to have legs and it's going to scuttle around. <gasps> Is it going to look like Howl's Moving Castle? I was thinking more like Delta Rune cars. But okay, that works too. <laughs> no, this is how in season two we go full into Beam Saber because that, that's a game about giant robots. So I mean, <laughs> if you give the Beluga legs, it's essentially a giant robot. Okay, a really strange robot, like a, a like a portly little whale robot with legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining um, you giving them like. You ever see those old He-Man toys and how they all have like weirdly beefy action figure legs? Oh yeah. Just put that on the beluga. <laughs> they were banned in Catholic school because they were sinful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's wow. <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain level of leg beefiness that reaches the point where it's just a sin. And apparently mm-hmm. Masters of Universe crossed that line. Mm-hmm. You should be spending more time reading Leviticus and less time doing the leg press. Oh, no. Um, but but rapping, <laughs> Yeah, you could read it while you're on the leg press. Um, muscle Priests. Uh, reminds me of a Blades of the Dark game. Uh, but anyway... Um, 
Yeah, circling back around to Gadget. Oh, right. um, you could definitely do all kinds of fun things here. I just wanted to remind you that that is like a little update you got from commuting with the with the plant last time. Uh, you don't want to make your plants angry because then they'll fail to thrive. Uh, move on to Myriad. I'll think of my downtown later. Okay. Myriad, what would you like to do for your second downtime action? Um, so while Myriad is watching Gadget figure out how to give Fred the plant <laughs> legs, um, and then mm-hmm. moving on to maybe giving the beluga legs, <laughs> uh, beefy legs, um, I'm trying to figure out how to finish off my, my caster gun cane (laughs) right right because this is almost done it just needs some finishing touches it's just so close and i'm looking uh hey gadget where should i go here on subita to like get the last few pieces um should i check the sandfish wharf or maybe the flats because i don't i don't know subita very well Oh, you'd go to the chop. The chop. Well, that's handy. You're parked at the chop. Okay, cool. Cool. So I'll, I'll go check the chop. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can you can head out. Um, and I, it's not a it's not a long walk. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not. I don't think the beluga and the cool name goes here are actually parked. Like in the yard, the chop yard, that would be dangerous. Um, <laughs> you'd have to stand by all all day to say like, no, not this one. This one still works. We, we need this one. Um, but you, you know, you're parked probably in their yard, um, and you've actually started to get some some dirty looks from folks who are thinking about <laughs> starting to charge you parking fees because this isn't a damn parking lot. Um, but Sad. you're okay for now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and you can, you can check it out. Um, let's see. How would we represent this? Well, what, what action rating do you think you're using to try and find the, just the part you need here? Um, well, I'm thinking that I'm probably going to have to like sway some people to like, uh, give me some parts <laughs> that I might need mm, or or okay. I could pay them for parts that's fine I have I have the cred that's okay but I would like to not spend a lot of money um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah I think if you're you're basically trying to get it like wholesale right like even before they mark it up you just like you know pluck something off the line and be like hey I can have this right yeah um <laughs> You you could totally sway for that uh, and just make a, a fortune roll using the value of your sway skill. Okay. Okay. Four. You got yep. You got a four. So that means, pardon me. You get to make two ticks on your clock, which I believe will finish it. Cool. My cane modification is complete. <laughs> so what was that last part you needed? Um, it was probably like just a couple screws to make sure it doesn't fall apart while I uh, oh. <laughs> while I shoot it. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that's important. <laughs> that would probably Did we like, you know. <laughs> do we get a shot of Myriad testing it out before uh before they finish it up and like it just like fires once and like the back part like you like the handle kind of kicks back in your hand and the cane part like kind of like, twirls forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gadget, gadget, come here, come here, stand, <laughs> stand right there. Nope, to the left a little bit. Yep, mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And then I shoot off just to the left of gadget. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> and with those screws in place, now it works just fine. Great, <laughs> excellent. Uh, yeah, and what that means uh, for us is that you can, you know, have your, um, you can have just that one load worth of item marked, and you can use it in melee scraps, and you can also use it 
in uh, ranged encounters. So Yay. very cool. So you it made like a cane a gun? It is a cane gun. Yep. <laughs> it is mobility Excellent. mobility device and also weapon. Somewhere in the vast Shad smiles. You know, they <laughs> just get a warm feeling in their in their belly as as they know that this project has been has been completed. To spec, mostly. And nobody nobody got hurt that we know of yet. Yet. Presumably somebody will get hurt with it. <laughs> That's kind of the idea. Um <laughs> all right, so you have your cool cane gun. Uh let's see. Uh Augustine, do you know what you would like to do with your second standard action? I would like to cut loose. Mm-hmm. And I think we want to know more about Quell. Oh. I'm not a murderer, for the love of goodness. Because <laughs> <laughs> then my Quell clock will be filled. Sweet. All right. What are you doing to cut loose with Quell? Uh, um, yeah, assuming Quell is on board. Yes. What were what were we all doing at the end of the last? You were cleaning the meat locker. We were preparing for a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean this could be this could be meal prep if you're doing something to like have a, have a good time with it, you know, and not just just working. If you still want to have that dinner, um, or you know, you could say that you already had the dinner ready and you want to like head out and have some fun before you need to be the hosts. You could you could do whatever. How about since we like to bond over meal prep, uh, prep the meal and gossip about Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would absolutely be filling filling Captain in about how Solomon locked in with I don't even remember if it was Aller or Affy while we were cleaning up the meat jowls and how you know it was, it was very amusing to see our maybe fiance I don't know I didn't agree <laughs> to it but I feel like Myriad perhaps spoke for us as a group so I'm not even certain about our engagement status going on but like how I like nobly offered to continue cleaning the meat on my own if, you know, Myriad wanted to go knock on the door and see if they could join in. But like <laughs> Myriad had more uh, taste than I did and was classier than me and was like, no, no, let them go do their own thing. So <laughs> that's, that. yeah, I think that that, that is what, Quell would tell you all about and how, you know, Quell's not sure that she's ready for that kind of commitment. And mm-hmm. it's not that Solomon's not a nice person and all, but, you know, she she still, you know, feels like she's kind of feeling out her, her path in life beyond junk picking. And yeah. Have you met Solomon? <laughs> uh, for just for record keeping, um, it was Affy. Um, oh, well. <laughs> Effie, Effie uh, hooking up with Solomon. I think at this point you probably know Aller well enough that uh, she's ace. She uh, likes to flirt, but but she's ace. Okay, then it was definitely Effie. And, you know, I don't begrudge Effie getting with Solomon. It was just a little bit of a shock because I had no idea that our maybe sort of fiance was even here on <laughs> Subita. Quell just shrugs. So what kind of, yeah, I'm actually kind of genuinely curious now, like, Augustine, we didn't get to see you interacting with um, Solomon before. Like, have you, have you met Solomon? Are you engaged to Solomon? Like, what are your thoughts, what are your feelings that you're reciprocating as you gossip back and forth with the quell here? Like, when you meet Solomon, will you become engaged to Solomon? Does it extend that way? Well, we had kind of talked about maybe the reason that the, um... Aaron triplets mm-hmm. aren't mm-hmm. the most uh that they're not my influential friends <laughs> um, they're the other ones <laughs> be, be, yeah i don't know what the opposite of that would be rival um my, yeah my rivals um because of a relationship with solomon 
Wait, you hooked maybe. up with Solomon? <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm already married. To Solomon? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just feel like if that is the case, and that's something that, like, maybe the fiancés should know about, just because then would that make us also married? Or is it, like, married-in-laws? Which, that depends on which Landberg you're on. Also, I so. mean, like, does that give us a dual relationship since you're also our captain and kind of our, like, <laughs> our stand-in parental figure? Like, <laughs> this feels like it's getting complicated. Well, I'll, because I'm horrible at making my own decisions, I'm going to roll a die. And if it's one to three, I'm not married to Solomon. I'm just engaged. It's a previous oh, engagement. No. Well, I mean, if you're just engaged, that's fine too, I guess. Like, I guess that means we're all engaged. I mean, how many people are engaged to Solomon Purple? Probably like half we the don't people know. of all the Landbergs at this point. Still counting. Well, just engaged. All right. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a long engagement. How long have you two been engaged? Uh, how- Augusta doesn't kiss and tell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Time, time's an odd, odd thing. That's gonna make this upcoming dinner really confusing, but hopefully not awkward. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead and give me that uh, cut loose roll with your current value of your clock with uh, Quell to see see how the gossip heals your soul. I mean, although it might be really sweet because it'll be like reuniting two fiancés who have been apart for a long time. Unless the reason you've been apart is you've been avoiding Solomon. That's a four, six, three. Um, Well, you know, our next thread we could pull could be the group wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody marries Solomon Day. (laughs) What What kind of a job type is that? Social, oh, I but Social. I mean, that might also be awkward because wasn't it one of the triplets that was giving Zinc Garland such a hard time? And yep. like, uh, Quell totally says this aloud because I'm not sure if Quell explicitly told the captain this yet, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was one of the tri- triplets who was giving Zinc Garland a hard time and trying to get Zinc to throw a race. And they might yeah. hear about the dinner party and then they're going to know that you're there with Solomon and I don't know. I mean, is it that going to be okay? Inishman. <laughs> yep, it was Inishman, the sultry one. It was the very sultry triplet. I think I've only met two of them at this point. The one that made us haul a bunch of bricks, and then the one yeah. who was trying to like coerce a famous racer into throwing a race. So, you know, you really know <laughs> yep. how to pick them, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wasn't Augustine involved with the tripl- triplets at one point, too? Yeah, I think that's why they're they're not yeah. too happy with right, me right now yeah. is because I became engaged to Solomon. Oh no! <laughs> Good lord! Uh, all right. So, <laughs> okay, I'm just uh, gonna say now that my belief that Myriad is a secret illegitimate illegitimate bleh, illegitimate child of the Purple Clan is just gaining traction. Because, like, at this point, who knows who's not related to part of the plan, <laughs> through marriage or birth? Yeah, Quell assumes that Myriad is, you know, a member of the Purple Clan, but, like, at this point, who isn't? Right? Right? I mean, I mean, Myriad, you could be a child of Solomon, for all we know. I don't know how old Solomon is. Old enough to have already dated and engaged, gotten engaged with Augustine. If My fan casting for Solomon is ludicrous from the Fast and the Furious films, <laughs> but it could be a later Fast and the Furious film. So, wait, if I'm a child of Solomon and I'm betrothed to be a betrothed to Solomon, there's a problem there. <laughs> I mean, that's keep right. The royal bloodlines pure. This. Probably good to sort that out at this dinner. Yeah, right? like I feel like this is something where like the air needs to get cleared. Because, you know, it's one thing to have group weddings, but it's another thing to accidentally be, get engaged to your, like, Ill- illegitimate child. That's We gotta cut the line there. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta push the buzzer on that one. 
Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, and I think, Augustine, you saw, you probably already suspected that Inishman was here because you saw her lieutenant, um, but you didn't see her in person. Yes. Um, and so my quell beliefs mm-hmm. uh, is a worldly person, which was my first one, which I never rewrote. So it's just a bad one. Um, has dark secrets and people out to get her. <laughs> is too trusting of people. <laughs> so you get to ask for a truth about one of those. Um, we'll, we'll do has dark secrets and people out to get her. All right, what are you going to ask me? <laughs> yeah, how, how does that how does that come up? Like you don't have to play out the whole conversation, but I'm kind of curious how Augustine would sneak that in edgewise. So, you know, you got Batra after you. And you know, you said it all, it's all about that sword, but <sighs> Look. Look. You know that, you know, back on time I I made my my way by being a junk picker, right? It's, you know, what you got to do to keep some food in the belly when the rats are sparse. And that's what I did. But uh, sometimes when you're out junk picking, you find treasures that just you can't hand over. And usually that's not too big of a problem. I mean, they expect that some loads are going to come back a little light. And honestly, we're the ones doing all the work out there in the fields and paying the price for it. I've seen more than a few people uh, lose a finger or a hand. But apparently this time it was for a special client. And apparently this time they weren't after just any junk they knew what they were looking for, and uh, let's just say that me being me, I found what they wanted, and I didn't hand it over, and I don't regret it. I still feel like, still feel like it shouldn't have been put in those hands, but they disagree, and the junkers still they don't fault me for it. In fact, I don't even know if they're entirely clear on what happened. It was all... This is all pretty hush-hush, but uh, somebody with a lot of money and a grudge to bear has set Batra after me, and I don't think they're going to be content until I either give back what they're looking for or uh, pay with my insides. Maybe both. Seems like a, a lot of effort for a sword. It's not even a sword! It's a knife. I used it for our cooking competition. And uh, Quell pulls out her, her surprisingly nice sushi knife. Mm-hmm. It looks weird. Um, it, it's, you know, you can describe how it looks weird, but it definitely, you know, it has that artifact look to it. And you've never... Have, have you ever attuned to it? Have you ever noticed anything out of about it all i know is it cuts like a dream makes anything cut like uh like mufalo butter and it uh it just feels right in my hand i mean i don't mind letting other people use it but i just had a sense that whoever was looking for it wasn't going to do right by it in fact they were going to do something darn wrong with it. And I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't even sure that this was specifically what they were looking for. They didn't tell us. They just said that anything we picked up, especially anything odd, we had to bring forward. And, well, I just didn't happen to bring this one forward. It's not like it had their name on it. Hmm. May I? Uh, Quill would kind of look at the captain for a second and then kind of nod and hand it over to the captain because she trusts the captain. Augustine's going to take it and look it over and can I try tuning to it? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I think 
So, Quell, have you actively tried attuning to this thing before? It sounds like you hadn't really, like, you just kind of let it serve its purpose. No, Quell, I don't think she's actively attuned to it. I think that Quell has, Quell has felt a sort of synergy with it. And, you know, she enjoys using it, and she uses it for all kinds of things. Like, you know, there are some chefs who are like, I must keep this blade pristine. No, <laughs> Quell's like, this is my most favoritist knife. So she keeps it and, you know, she uses it to cook with and cut rope with and everything else. And in fact, people have probably seen her use it before because she's not shy about it. But, uh, you know, people probably don't get too close, so they probably don't get too good a look at it. I'd say she just mm-hmm. has a sense that she enjoys it and feels comfortable with it. And um, when she picked it up, she just immediately felt like it belonged in her hand in her pocket and did not realize until a little bit later that... Uh, they weren't just sending him out on a junk picking expedition. This was exactly what they were looking for. <laughs> Which is what basically happened again with the weird artifact they found in that one Landberg. They're like, oh, we're just looking. And she's like, oh, look at this weird thing. Well, let's put it down my pants and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we found the slip core. There you go, guys. Oh, that's a one. <laughs> oh, no. Um yeah, we could, we could call this a fortune roll. Um, yeah, I think, uh, Augustine, you you kind of try to... Like, have you attuned to artifacts before? Or have you attuned just to spirits before? Like, And um, we don't necessarily know that they're, those are always separate things, but have you, like, consciously looked at a relic from before and thought, like, I'm going to try to, you know mesh with this in a kind of metaphysical sense Mm, probably on a rare occasion if it ever did happen it's not like it's this is something that's seems weird for all the trouble that they're going through to go after uh quell and this knife and just Mm -hmm. piquing interest in seeing if there's anything on it i think what happens here then is that for a moment you you're like focusing on the knife um and then it's like you look up from it and you're wherever you were when you were trying to attune to that last artifact it's like it's somehow you know and everything it's it's everything's a little dreamlike you can't really smell anything it's like you're you've been kicked into like a feedback loop of memory um and it only lasts a few seconds when until you're back but it is pretty disorienting uh after that happens i kind of stagger and take a seat you okay there captain it's been a while since you've had your studying run oh yeah i was just gonna take a sip of my uh my brandy you got to have it to keep your legs underneath you. I know if you go too long without your, your drink, uh, you get a little woozy. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think this was that. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's something special about this knife of yours. I just, I don't know. Quell shrugs and holds her hand out, not in an aggressive way, but just to take it back. Yeah. And uh, she says, yeah, I mean, I figured. I mean, Batra's not cheap. And like I said, it's not unusual for the pickers to pocket a little of what they find. The Junkers Guild is practically used to it. You got to do what you got to do to make your way on dime. But I don't know, something about this. They were very angry, mighty angry that it didn't show up. And uh, I never did find out how they knew I was the one who took it. And she kind of makes a face like somebody must have ratted on her. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. I, I tried to connect with it and it flashed me back to a memory. Maybe it's got connections elsewhere. She kind of looks at it for a second. Gives a little shrug and says, well, maybe we can poke at it a bit in, a, in a little bit, but we got dinner to make. 
how about you take a load off here? And she pours him another thing of brandy. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do some chopping and stir some pots. Not that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm good at doing that, but I'll, I mean, the pot's here. The one on the stove, in the galley. And then she just goes back to stirring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, we established that Augustine used to work for... Uh, crap. I need to look at my factions real quick. Uh, it was Indigo the, Analytics, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was probably a memory from, you know, like 20 years ago or so when, you know, you were at like a, you were at a dig or something and you were handling some, some artifact and, you know, we just got that like first person view of Augustine's hands, like, you know, like younger hands kind of like handling it and like kind of turning it over. And in that moment, I bet it was almost like deja vu. Like in that moment, maybe you saw yourself in the beluga and it, the, it was just like a weird, like, Oh, that's weird. You know, like, I guess I dozed off for a second, but then, you know, here in, in the modern times, you saw yourself back there. Hmm. So yeah, hmm. it did something interesting to your consciousness for a few seconds there, but it doesn't seem to have done any like lasting damage. It was just very disorienting. Curious. All right, so for uh, with dinner, the nice smells uh, pouring out of the kitchen. Um, I think at, at this point, um, I was gonna say uh, myriad, not myriad, chalice. Uh, chalice has probably gotten home from another day uh, at the chop. You know, kind of doing their day labor thing, and you know, kind of like floated. You know how like Looney Tunes cartoons would always like float toward like a good smelling thing. Mm -hmm. um it's it's like that and they they show up and they offer to help um <laughs> which means that you know gadget you you have the run of the ship without having to run into your your frenemy <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you want to do for your last downtime action oh i guess the fred drone will be out for now so how about just some training for now okay what it'd be training? interesting well um mechanically speaking i just want put some points in my advanced book. So um, I think narratively, you know, I got to learn how to work with um, with my new friend here, Fred the plant. So that's going to be um, something to get a little bit more used to. And this is going into your playbook? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, getting that, uh, that <laughs> nice hydroponic setup going, you know, you can <laughs> tinker with that a little bit more. And this is like kind of broadening your engineering approach because i'm guessing before now you probably hadn't done too much with like <laughs> living things integrated into your creations correct <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah yeah i think that makes sense you know if fred grows like a pothos like just a vine you could just keep growing fred until fred trails through all the spaces throughout the ship and then you can talk to fred wherever you are on board yeah Aww. fred could be your new talkie tubes <laughs> you can just ask Fred to carry the message for you. <clears throat> All right. So I guess it's dinner time, huh? Uh, what does the guest list look like here? Uh, we've got Solomon. Um, we've got... You wanted to invite um, Zane, Zane, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Aller and Affy, I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> yes they can uh, come <laughs> um, we tell them to bring something like a pop <laughs> I'm sure Affy will be very diligent about making sure they bring something and Aller will pick up a box of cookies from Kroger <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a Kroger on Subita <laughs> of course there's a Kroger on Subita <laughs> is it those really soft weird sugar cookies that are made yeah. out of like nothing but like bizarre chemical flavors but are delicious mm, loft house mm -hmm. you eat like eight of them and you're like i feel like i didn't eat anything but also like i'm going to die <laughs> they're so good um canonically speaking those are myriad's favorite cookies okay good <laughs> all right are they, i feel like this has come up before the, the ones with the pink frosting because the pink frosting are the most common ones the yellow frosting oh mm -hmm. 
I remember um, when we got some of those and they were berry flavored. What? And I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, those are the worst. Yeah, Why they, would they you were do worse. That? Why did yeah, they do that? They had a Blue Moon flavored cookie before, and I mistakes were made. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's like how I feel about that one time you accidentally brought home berry flavored cookies. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> Leave it uh, all in. <laughs> Don't yep, take anything oh, of course, out. Of course. Okay, people have to know the truth about Loft House Cookies. Um, uh, so we Solomon, Zinc, Aller, Affy, um, Allison, probably? Yes. Unless you, don't, unless you don't think she'd mix well with this crowd. But she might find out about you having this dinner since you literally are doing it in her backyard. <laughs> Bring her. Why not? You know who I'm worried is going to hear about this dinner? Is Isn't Allison basically, basically your your child, Augustine? Aren't we well, all? <laughs> that is not established. For like, sure, literally your child, Augustine. <laughs> for some reason, for what for an undisclosed reason, Augustine has been helping Allison's family out. Because oh, we're not all literally Augustine's children. Just you don't know like, that. Figure. That is, I don't actually know that, which is true. Well, I don't really know my parents. They left me back here a really long time ago. All we know is a certain percentage of Augustine's paycheck goes out towards Allison's mom's every pay cycle. I mean, it's perfectly normal. Yep, it's part of upkeep. I think myriad we myriad knew their parents right i mean myriad's upbringing was very communal um, yeah arbalon that's everyone was myriad's parents <laughs> all of arbalon was myriad's parents it takes and that's yeah. how a it is for everyone click the giver it does take a landberg to grab that bungee leash <laughs> everybody <laughs> really has to be on top of it <laughs> uh okay all right that seems like a good guest list um and i think the first person to show up will probably be affy and then allison um and let's see what are, what are you serving for dinner good flavor uh we had some delicious we okay Quell is very good at making do with very little, and we cleared out that meat locker. And oh, yeah. Quell was very careful to preserve any good-looking pieces. Nothing that seemed like it had gone off. But it's okay if it was in scraps, because if we have scraps, depending on the size of scraps, we could make kebabs. Or, you could make a stew. You could make like a shepherd's pie. Right. Or we could make like a stroganoff. Because, you know, we could just make some noodles and then, like, put some beef in, or beef, uh, whatever the meat is, in a sauce. We could make all kinds of delicious things. You can't serve stroganoff if zinc garland's coming. What? <laughs> You're gonna embarrass me. <laughs> oh my god, well, what What are they, uh, I guess, I, I think that... It would have made sense since I knew that Quell and Augustine were going to be doing the cooking. And Quell specifically asked Zink to come to the ship, probably as like a little bit of like almost a big sisterly favor to um, to Gadget. She would ask Gadget, what do people like to eat here on Subita? You seem to know a lot about Zink. What's their favorite food? Uh, I always like to imagine on Subita, you'd eat dried sandfish jerky as like the primary meal uh, so anything moist would be considered <laughs> ethnic foods oh non <laughs> non constituted reconstituted fish meat oh uh. <laughs> so like uh, kebabs would be fine just not stroganoff that's too lame okay so i mean we have we have lemon we have meat. What else do we have access to? We have a lot of drugs, apparently, between the, the, the entire crew. Now it's a party. 
Well, I think that's about what you have offhand. Um, <laughs> if you, I mean, if you wanted to acquire an asset just for this dinner, like I wouldn't stop you. Um, but you know, like you have you have a galley, so yeah. And what like leftovers do we have? Oh, you know, like cold leftovers, milk, peppers, and beef. Uh, <laughs> what with no beef? No beef. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you've got the you've got spices. You've got the stuff you need to cook. You've got, uh, you know, um, okay. Well, whatever you're eating on the way over here. You've got probably got leftovers from your your um, meal that you cooked with uh, Aller and Affy. You've got some stuff I, around. That's what I was saying. Is what leftovers yeah. we have, and you know, what? I think that um, Quell is going to try to do a little attune with like the the, the galley. And just be like, all right, spirits of the galley, spirits of the stove and the pan and my knife, which, I mean, Captain thinks is special. I just think feels right in the hand. Um, Knife's haunted. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be like, like pulling a Cinderella, like singing to it, being like, all right, let's work all, let's all work together to make this extra delicious. I want this to be like Ghibli food. You don't even know what it all is, but it looks tasty. <laughs> Can you do the super sexy one-handed howl egg crack? Yes. Oh, I need to. <laughs> all right. Make a make a fortune roll with your attune to see how helpful you can get the beluga and spirits of the stove and shit to be. <laughs> do I just roll a tune? Yeah, you can roll at risky standard. That's fine. Okay. All right. Please work for me. All five. Pretty yeah, that's good. A, that's a good result. One to three is bad. Four and five is good. Six, Six is would have been better, but you know, I was cracking an egg one handed with a bullet in my shoulder. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, I used the other used arm. arm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think uh, it feels as you do this, um, it feels like there's a little bit more presence to the beluga now when you focus in on it than there was before and you probably don't know that it's because pardon you don't know that it's because gadget is growing into the beluga tree in the get in the <laughs> lab or the um the workshop but yeah that's helping um right. and you know we see those cool like little i think it was like a salamander like a fire salamander you know like helping to to get your walk all nice and preheated. My little mini knot calcifer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's nice. Um, and yeah, I think, you know. Oh, uh, I asked Captain if they have any special spices that are really spices. <laughs> I say real, real spices, special spices, but actual spices. You know what Not I mean, traps. I mean, I'm sure I've got something that'll work. Yeah, just to season it with a little love. A little love from Captain. Oh, Captain, we need to make a spice blend and call it Captain's Love. (laughs) And be like, why does this taste so good? Oh, it's just got a little love in it. I'll I'll pull out some of my cooking sherry for you. All right. (laughs) <laughs> and then you drink it. It's the sherry you drink while you're cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, does it smell delicious? Yes, it's, it smells great. It smells great in here. Um, imagine the the rest of the crew starts filtering in with the with the dinner beginning here. Um, let's see, we already had Affy and Allison. I think Aller finally shows up now, and she does have um, some like. What would, what would the vast equivalent of of loft house cookies be? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like some. Uh, they've been doing a pretty good business of selling drinks and uh, cooling station uh, uses of the cooling station to employees of the uh, not well, employees makes it sound so official people working at the chop. Um, so she probably just got somebody to like give them her, her, uh, or their lunchbox. 
Um, so, you know, she's got like, she's got like a little juice box and she's like trying to say like, isn't this fun? Um, when it's really clear, like she just got this from somebody who was in their bar. Uh, somebody who had a juice box, apparently. I'm not sure why that was the first thing I went to. Um, it's, it, the chop, you know, also in elementary school. Um. I really, really like that if you Google Loft House Cookies, one of the first things under people also ask is, why are Loft House Cookies so good? Like, suspicious. It is suspicious. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Quell, are you adding that to my conspiracy board? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they so good? Because you know they're not good for you. Not at all. Anyway, that's the back, whole back thing that started. That's the whole thing that started Gadget's conspiracy board because Gadget <laughs> is from Subita and you can only get them here. <gasps> Subita is like the one place where Lopez cookies have survived. Oh wow. <laughs> Well, yeah, you need food that can withstand harsh elements. So you have dried fish tr- jerky and loft house cookies, which have so many preservatives that they'll never go stale or mold. No, and they won't and dry the out. People will yep. eat them and be like, these are still surprisingly moist. Mm-hmm. You know, they're <laughs> artifacts. that's canon it's in the book oh i really choose to believe now that like the loft house factory was on whatever became subita and that just Mm -hmm. every once in a while in the upswell like packages of loft house cookies come to the surface (laughs) that's what it is none of you know that these cookies are at least at least probably like a millennia old at least (laughs) <laughs> but you sure can't taste it. Um, <laughs> the loft house cookies are made in the ascending fortress. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, it's just an old loft house factory. Oh, man. See, oh, children of the wire set up in an old loft house factory. I knew it. We are really getting deep in the lore here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go up to to grab one of the cookies that you know Al- Aller drops off at the the center of the table, and I think uh, Allison catches your eye, Quell, um, and she says, "Hey, where's your sibling?" Uh, Quell blinks for a second. My si- <laughs> my my sibling, and she kind of like looks around, thinking like, "What would?" First, she's like, you mean one of, like, the bazillion kids from the Mother of Many is here on Suita? And then she's like, one of my crewmates? And then she's like, which one? And, and she kind of gives you a funny look, and she's like, Quest. Quest quick call. They're about this tall. They have they have dark hair, golden eyes. Quell just blinks for a second and then remembers to reach over and stir the pot again. <laughs> she's uh, as she goes on for a bit. It's clear that she's describing Chalice, who actually walks in the door at this moment. Oh, oh, this little rascal, Quest. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, I think Chalice walks in, sees Allison, sees you. Uh, they're they're jaw just instantly clenches and they give you like a pleading look with their eyes oh gosh quest you mean my favorite this kiddo this kiddo this kiddo's here now right now aren't you quest and uh yep, I'm, I'm here sorry to keep you waiting <laughs> quell gives quest a a gentle punch in the arm and is like well quest since you're here right in time for food you, my sibling, how about you taste this tasty food that I made, just like we used to make back when we were little kiddos, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, sounds sounds great, sis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quell, quell, but what you know, um, just puts a spoonful of tasty mess into Quess's mouth. And like raises an eyebrow, but in a way that Allison can't see because we're both facing the pot. Uh huh. <laughs> I think like you know, Chalice takes a big slurp and is like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quest, you better go wash up and make sure you're ready because we have guests coming over. 
Of course, of course. Yeah, it's a, it's a little little dirty from working out in the field. Uh, it was another good good day of work, Allison, but uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> Quest just goes back and keeps staring the, the pot. And mm-hmm. almost certainly, well, doesn't think to use a different spoon because, you know, she's a freaking urchin. Why waste a good spoon? Uh, and then I think the next people to show up to this uh, dinner... Um, uh, everybody who's in the crew could probably be here at this point, unless you don't want to be. Um, but the next guests uh, would be, uh, well, first it's Solomon, uh, and you know they come clomping up the the steps. Um, but uh, it's not just their footsteps, and they they kind of poke their head in. They're like, "Ah, mm-hmm. oh, hey, folks, it's been so long. I hope you don't mind. I brought my sister." Uh, and Inishban, uh, pokes her head around the corner too and says, oh, I just, just as soon as Solomon mentioned this to me, I just had to, to come. I, I do apologize. I, uh, I hope you, you made enough for more. If not, it's fine. I can just, I can just, you know, sit and enjoy the smells. <laughs> Quell laughs sweetly, like, or her attempt to laugh sweetly and is like, no, we have plenty, <laughs> Just sitting, that would just, uh, why would we want anything to be so awkward? (laughs) (laughs) Augustine will go over, it's like, and uh, say hello. It's not not a trouble at all. It's a pleasure to see you. It's just been so long. I ran into uh, your brother, who was it, that Uh, we saw before? Inishmore, I think. Inishir, it was Inishir. In a year. Um, we saw your brother uh, a few ports back, and I've got uh, some cargo for him. If you know where I might be able to unload it. I think both uh, Solomon and um, Inishman both like go to try and give you like the European cheek kisses at once. <gasps> so they both have, like have to give you eat one on each side and then they have to kind of swap around while like kind of <laughs> glaring at each other a little bit. Oh, oh, oh. Um. <laughs> well, stirs the pot. Frantically stirs the pot. Uh, Which pot? And... Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. We don't uh, want this dinner to be awkward at all. Nope. Gonna make plenty. Solomon's like cargo. Uh, I don't. I don't remember us giving any uh, more cargo jobs to the, to the Beluga crew. Do, do you know what? Um, do you know what Augustus talking about Inishman? And Inishman's like, oh yes, yes. Uh, Inishir mentioned something about that. It, it was really beneath your notice. Don't don't worry about it, Solomon. <gasps> um, <laughs> and Solomon narrows their eyes uh, and sits down at the table trying to get the spot. Well, let's see. Solomon just tries to get like a good spot with a view of everybody because Solomon's happy to see everybody. Spot closest to the loft house cookies. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's 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 awkward within it within Ishman there. Um, but sh- you know she is not trying to make it awkward. She's like got very good social graces. You know she's in her element. Um, she's small talking. Um, you know, I think she's kind of like, she, you know, you get the feeling that Solomon is kind of like eyeing her every now and then, but like, not, like their relationship is maybe in a slightly weird place right now, but that they're still, you know, they're still family and it's all about family. Um, yeah, them in like half the population. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Inishran is, you know, being like very actually very nice and very um complimentary about um her dear her dear little sibling solomon you know the baby of the family it just hit me there are three possibly four purples here on this ship right now (laughs) (laughs) yep it's it's a purple packed ship which is the one that's the skull that's in underneath our lemon tree that's probably sitting here up in the galley since we were harvesting from it? Bermuda. Bermuda. I wonder how Bermuda's doing. Hanging out, knowing that like all their their what progeny are here in the ship with us. Do, do you want to get them a seat at the table? <laughs> God. 
<laughs> I mean, I was going to take them out and dust them off and let them watch me cook because I feel like they've been under that tree for a really long time. I, I'd like to restate that you don't know that the spirit that was act- that was using those bones was actually Solomon's spirit. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Not, or not Solomon. Um, Bermuda. Bermuda. Bermuda spirit. Oh, wait, was Bermuda um, or Atlantis? I don't even remember. There's a no, lot it was, of purples. It was Bermuda because Atlantis was the one who... Uh, invented skyships. Okay. I mean, we've been thinking it's Bermuda. Maybe it's not Bermuda, but you know, the, whatever spirit it was that is occupying that skull has been buried in the dirt underneath our lemon tree for a really long time. Eventually, you know, the galley's a nice, comfortable, warm place. We could, you know, take him out, dust him off, have him just kind of hanging out, keeping an eye out on us, you know, it'd be nice. Family. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think you're probably about halfway through dinner when the door opens again. Um, like, the, you know, the, the crew door, probably like more near the ground level. Um, and you hear, you know, some footsteps and then um, uh, peeking around the, the door of the galley, just following following her nose is, is Zinc Garland. Um, and she says, Hey, hope I'm not too le-. And then she sees Inishman and she kind of bites her tongue for a second and is like, Inishman, didn't know you were going to be here. Hey, all. <laughs> to be fair, we were graced by an unexpected guest, but that's all right. We always make plenty. You know, stretch the pot, I always say. <laughs> here, take a seat. I think we might even have a few cookies left. I think at this point, Inishman actually stands up and says, Oh, Zink, 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 it's so good to see you. I- I'm sorry, though. I think I-, I do actually need to run myself. But but before I do, I have a little business to work out, uh, I believe, with uh, with Augustine. Behind her back, uh, well mouths business and does a crude gesture. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Definitely behind her back, though. Oh, Lord. Like, business? Uh... <laughs> Augustine does not acknowledge the crude gesture. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So are, are you going to follow Inishman and take her somewhere to talk? Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I think we can... Yeah, let's let's follow them for a moment. Uh, where are you taking Inishman to talk? Um, I'm guessing that she wanted to talk about the uh, cargo mm-hmm. that was so precious. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go to the the cargo hold. Okay. She says, "Oh, you you sure do know how to impress a lady." And kind of looks around at like your. Uh... <laughs> your your hammock slung up in the cargo hold. Oh God, I hope Captain remembered his reconciliation brandy. <laughs> <sighs> well, if you wanted something a little nicer, we could change venues. No, no, it's fine, dear. Uh, so uh, about the shipment, do you have it? Yes, of course. May I see? Yep, and he'll open up the smuggling, uh... The smuggling compartment? Yeah. She looks inside and says, Ah, still using this thing, huh? Hmm. Afraid they haven't spotted it yet. Or, uh, not I'm afraid. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't spotted it yet. But, uh, I guess the oldest tricks work the best sometimes, huh? Yep, does its job. She She leans in, you know, she's got, uh... She's got her her stilettos on again. Um, She kind of uh, looks back at you, smiles, and says, one moment. Um, Kind of pops. Actually, you know, she she wouldn't do this. She wouldn't do this herself. Uh, She would, like, look into the compartment and would say, "Uh, one second. Uh, And then she just whistles. Um, And then her lieutenant, who was clearly just standing outside, uh, comes walking in um, and says, uh, let's see. Oh, um, Vac, Vac, could you check that out for me? And Vac like, walks past and says, like, uh, of course, of course, miss, of course. Um, like a vacuum? 
Yep. <laughs> VAC. Fact turn wise. Pleased to meet you. Um, and uh, I see Vac's pronouns. I think Vac is he him. Vac opens the opens the crate just a little bit, and you can tell he's like looking for the paper seal. Uh, and he sees it's still intact, and he closes it back up, and he turns back to um, to Inishman and, and nods. And Inishman says, "Well, actually, looking work, Augustine. I knew that this. We knew that this task wouldn't be out of your range. Well, I wouldn't provide anything other but excellent work. <laughs> ah, well, I'm afraid uh, duty calls." Um, don't let Solomon be too much of a bother for you. And, oh, by the way, um, you know that, that racer that just showed up, uh, Garland? Yes. I hear she's a sure bet for the big race. Uh, if you're thinking about laying any bets down, I'd go all in on her. Well, I will keep that in mind. <laughs> and Augusta knows that she's lying. <laughs> yeah, but, yep. <laughs> Even if you didn't know she was lying, how obvious can you be? <laughs> She gives you a little wink and a smile, uh, probably another kiss on the cheek, and says, oh, we'll, um, we'll arrange a pickup in the morning. It sounds good, and Augustine returns the, the kiss on the cheek. Brickby. <laughs> Brickby is with Brickby's family. Yeah. Um, uh, and then back in the galley... Uh, Zink is feeling better with Inishman not in the room. Um, and I think once that, once Inishman steps out, um, Solomon says, Zink, Zink, come on, have a seat, have a seat right here. Uh, I want, want to talk shop with a fellow racer. Uh, and, uh, Zink kind of puts on a, you know, that like practiced grin that you saw her give before and sits down next to Solomon and, uh, just says, oh, Always happy to catch up with a with a fellow speed demon. Yeah, you've been doing great, kid. And you know they just start to talk awkward shop about the lobster races. Quell brings some food over to both of them, just loading them up, being like, "Eat, eat! I'm sure you have. You're gonna have quite an appetite, and you need to make sure you've got all your strength for the races." By the way, Solomon, I didn't know you were a racer. Are you going to be in the upcoming race? You know it. Yeah, I know Zink's the favorite over here, but I'm going to give her a run for her money. And uh, Solomon gives her, like, a, you know, a good-natured uh, elbow in the ribs. And uh, I think <laughs> there's another little delay when the elbow in the ribs connects. You know, it's not, like, painful. <laughs> it's just, like, it's not painful to receive this elbow. It is painful to acknowledge it and not, you know... <laughs> try to not chew Solomon's head off and Zink just says yeah well you can try kid lots have